This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. I serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy, I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see His love and care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that He is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of His appearing will come at last. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. There is a name I love to hear. I love. Oh, how I love Jesus. 
It tells of one whose loving heart can feel my deepest woe, who in its sorrow bears a part that none can bear below. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. And I love him to me he is so wonderful and I love him because he first loved me Oh how I love Jesus Oh how I love Jesus Oh how I love Jesus because God calls us to the mountain, though some of us still doubt. God sends us into the world. We will shore up our, shore up our faith. God calls us to share the good news. We will proclaim God's love to the world. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. And thanks today to Jim Hagrood and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message. And our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www. WPCARadio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We uh, have worship next Sunday at Deronda Lutheran at 9.30. And following that, we'll be having a vision meeting in which we would encourage all of you who want to see what direction and help us decide what direction we will take as a parish. And we'll have someone from the Synod there to help us go through about an hour of work at that time. So know you're welcome, and we'd love to see you there and help us dream for the future. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, 
worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your worship, home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and other home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We'll continue with the confession and forgiveness of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of resurrection, you have redeemed us through the gift of your Son. Yet often, yet we often act as though we don't know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change in the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us our sins of thought, word, and action, or lack of action, that we might better do your will. And so we proclaim to you, Christ is risen indeed, and proclaims to you and all of creation the entire forgiveness of sin. Receive this gift of forgiveness with joy. Amen. We'll continue with the uh, gathering songs. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing My great Redeemer's praise The glories of my God and King The triumphs of His grace My gracious Master and my God Assist me to proclaim To spread through all the earth abroad The honors of thy name Jesus, the name that charms our fears That bids our sorrows cease Tis music in the sinner's ears Tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise ye dumb. Your loosened tongues employ. Ye blind, behold, your Savior come, and leap ye lame for joy. Glory to God, and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above. The church in earth and heaven. Let me live, blessed Lord, in the light of your word. Let my life be a light on the hill. 
Leading souls now astray To the straight, narrow way Help me do some good deed While I live Let my life be a light Shining out to the night May I help struggling ones To the fold Spreading cheer everywhere To the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to some soul Give me wisdom and power Every day, every hour Let me drink from the fountain above Guide my footsteps aright Through the dark stormy night Give me peace Give me joy, give me love Let my life be a light Shining out through the night May I help struggling ones to the fold Spreading cheer everywhere To the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to souls for my hire let my life be on fire shining out to the world as a guide help me rescue someone sinking now with no hope that in heaven we shall ever abide let my life Cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Let my life be a light to some soul. Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Let my life be a light to some soul. We continue with the morning litany. We have come to the mountain to meet Jesus, but some of us still aren't sure. After all, can someone really rise from the dead? We want to believe it's true. Now we are called to share this good news, to show forth God's promises in our words and our actions. Uh, but we get caught, caught up so in our daily lives that we forget our one simple job. And anyway, sometimes we're still not sure. And we hate to be embarrassed if we have it wrong. Jesus, reassure us with your presence that we might live out loud what you have done for us. Let's continue with the prayer of the day. You send us out to share the good news of your redemption and grace with all the world. Make us examples of your all-embracing love through our actions toward peace and justice for all people, 
without exception. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so forth and amen. Or you could do the baptismal covenant. Child of God, put your name and you have been marked with the cross of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. You are God's child. Well, at this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and we ask Eileen to come up and give us the, read the Scriptures and share the children's sermon. The first reading is from Psalm 40, verses 9 and 10. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, and as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. Today, I want to talk to you about a very important job we have as Christians. Before Jesus went to heaven, he gave his disciples some special instructions, and they apply to us too. I enjoy getting to pick up the mail from the mailbox and seeing what's inside. Do you like to receive mail? What do you think would happen if the mail carriers decided they just didn't want to do their jobs anymore and they quit bringing us the mail? All of those important notices, letters, bills, information and invitations, all of that would never reach the people. They might miss out on something they really needed to know. Did you know that our post office is actually controlled by the government? If the mail delivery people didn't properly drop off the mail, it's actually considered a crime. They have to do that job, and it's an exciting one. Did you know that we have an essential task to carry out as well? Jesus gave us some important instructions to fulfill. Before he ascended to heaven, he reminded the disciples that he would always be with them. And he told them to go into all the world and make disciples of other people. That meant they were commanded to spread the gospel, start churches, and tell others of Christ. We often refer to this sending as the Great Commission, as Jesus was sending us out to perform an essential task. Guess what? Those directions were not just for the disciples. It's our turn now. God wants us to serve others and tell them about the good news of Jesus. That's something that Jesus commanded us to do. It's not something we can just choose to do if we feel like it, but it's a critical part of who we are as Christians. 
Just as mail is sent out, we are sent out, and it's our job to share God's love with one another. We can do this around the whole world, but we can also do it with the people who are near to us. Can you think of some ways that we can follow that great commission of Jesus? Well, we can tell people about Jesus. We can invite them to church or Sunday school. We can send them cards or letters, and we can just love them and be their friends. That's a great way to share and spread the good news. When we are faithful to God, we can make more followers, and it's a beautiful thing. It's not just a task we have to do, but it's something we get to do. It's a blessing to have the opportunity to take part in helping God bring the world into a relationship with him. People need to get these good news messages, so let's help deliver them. Could you please bow your head and fold your hands and join me in prayer? Dear God, help us to love and serve others, those near to us and around the world. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your great plan. Help us to share the good news and spread your love to one another. Thank you for all of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you.
And now may the words, my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. This text is a fun one for me. I've always enjoyed hearing sermons on this. And again, growing up, I got to hear all the uh, missionaries that would come home and talk about it. And then there'd be pastors who would talk about things that had happened uh, in our own congregation, a deacon who, before he'd lived a, an alcoholic life most of his life, and uh, but his mom had prayed for him every day, and but she didn't get to see her prayers answered during her lifetime. But he came home one night and was throwing up in the sink, and uh, all he could see was his mother praying for him. And it caught his heart and his mind, and it changed him. And he gave up that addiction, and he became one of my favorite people in the church, one who was kind and gentle. And uh, that's what the gospel does when the living one, the Jesus Christ, the risen one, comes to meet us. He changes us, and it's a good thing. And then I'd hear the missionaries talk about far off lands and how they shared. And, and today we don't hear as much about them, <clears throat> mostly because we talk about in, uh, accepting where people are at and we don't want to uh, talk and change them or their culture and stuff and and obviously missionaries have done some things that have not been good in the in the past uh, there have been mistakes that have been made where we proclaimed the gospel only in a western way and didn't deal with the culture and the the issues that they dealt with and sometimes caused some pretty hard times but I want to tell you about some of the stories and places I've been where I've seen it happen in such a positive way, where it has been a good thing and where it's made a difference, not only in terms of hearing and proclaiming, but in the living out of this gospel of hope. Missionaries just didn't preach. In most of the countries I've been overseas, uh, in Tanzania, Ethiopia, China, South America, we see hospitals that were built, schools that were built, because they wanted to help the people gain uh, a very productive life and a meaningful life. So it's taking care of the whole person. When you think of two cultures meeting, there's gonna be some hard things that happen. And uh, without the missionary and Christian influence, I think there would have been even worse things that would have happened in certain countries. I think of China, where I most recently have been overseas, and that's been a few years now, but what a place. The people were kind, they were good to us, and we got to hear some of the stories of the early missionaries, but also of what happened when the missionaries had to leave and the church was left on its own, sometimes with not as many trained leaders as they wanted. Albert Olson, who was pastor at our church, uh, talked about his time in China in 1949 and when he had to leave and having to step over dead bodies when he walked out his door and, and seeing what was happening and how nervous they were about leaving China and all their brothers and sisters that were there. What would happen? Would there be a church? Would it be wiped out? Well, there was tremendous uh, persecution but there was something marvelous that happened. The church was driven underground and the lay people met in their homes, 
away from the eyes of the government, and the church grew. It didn't disappear. It became a vital force. One of the people I talked to recently said, you know, there are more Christians in China than there are those who belong to the Communist Chinese Party. But the Communist Chinese Party does rule China and is trying to crack down again on the church. But I have confidence in what I have seen and heard from the Chinese church. It will continue. It was people like Dan Nelson, who was a Norwegian who uh, was farming in Iowa, had been uh, in, uh, uh, in boats traveling in the trade industry out of Norway, and probably had had some contact with China in some way, but as he was on top of his barn, they say, he received a clear sign that he was to preach Christ in China. They say he even left his hammer on the roof and went down to tell his wife that they were going to be going to China. And a year or so later, that's where they were. They were in China, not sponsored by anyone necessarily, but they were there to share the gospel. The command that Jesus had gave, go and make disciples of all nations. And so Dan started as a missionary there and did some marvelous things. But he paid a dear price for that. He was shot when uh, there were rebels around the city and a stray bullet came through the missionary home and hit him and killed him. His oldest son was captured by the communists in the 1930s. He and another guy, and the other guy had a family and uh, they paid some kind of ransom, or at least they worked out a deal where one of them would be released, and it was supposed to be Dan Nelson's son, but he said, I'm single, this man has a family, let him go. And he was released, and Dan's son was found dead a month or two later. And then another son, after World War II, was an airplane pilot and was flying uh, just with his family and a few others, and it was hijacked. It was one of the first hijackings that happened. The guy said uh, he wanted to turn around and go to another place, and he said no, and evidently there was a fight on the plane. The plane went down, and all were lost. No small thing to follow Jesus. No small thing to go to another place and give your life for others. But he did it out of love. He did it out of compassion. He loved the Chinese people. Martinson was another one who, at the turn of the century, 1900s, early 1900s, was in China when he got sick and uh, the family was gone and they, what they kind of called a health practitioner said, here, take this. And what he got was uh, uh, a poison. He was supposed to clear out his system, and it did, but it, he got really sick. And he said, don't ever give me that again, but the guy ended up sneaking it in his food, and he got more of it. And the last they heard from him, when the family came back, he was in a room, and he was yelling out the 23rd Psalm. And then he died. His wife, with three or four kids, was left in China. The mission boards had come home, and she said, no, my call was to China too. And so she stayed with the kindness of the Chinese people 
who helped her and other missionaries, she stayed. And stayed as a missionary until her home church back in Wyndham, Minnesota started supporting her. And she stayed until they were kicked out of China in 1949. And she went to Hong Kong then and started another church. And when I was in Hong Kong, that church was one of the biggest Lutheran churches in Hong Kong. She loved the people. She wanted to be with them. She wanted them to know Jesus. And so she went and made disciples. Growing up as a young man, I heard on the radio, and I didn't quite catch what all was going on, but it talked about five American missionaries in South America trying to reach a tribe that had been called one of the most violent tribes in the world. Most of the people died before they were 30, and most of them had died either of uh, being killed by knives or a blunt object to the head or a spear. These guys wanted so much for them to get the gospel. And they landed on an island and were trying to reach the people, and they were killed. Well, what happened in the following years other missionaries went to that same tribe and came back and helped that tribe become a place where faith grew. In fact, Jim Elliott, who I read some of his books, his daughter was babysat by one of the people who killed uh, Jim. But he had become a Christian. His life had changed, and therefore he wanted to care. So you see it coming back around again, where the gospel changes people, both for those who are hurt by it and those who cause the problem, but once Jesus, the resurrected one, meets us, things happen. In fact, over 200 missionaries applied to go to the Alka Indians in the following years. It was a marvelous turnaround in a nation or a tribe got to hear the good news. In Ethiopia, where I spent time, we went to the western part of Ethiopia, and there was a church where it was crowded. It was a second-generation church. The kids were all around us behind and around, and then the church was packed. In fact, as I looked out the window, and it was nighttime, there were kids that had climbed trees so they could look in the windows and see the program and the worship. We had a good time presenting, but then afterwards, a man who was in his 70s came and told his story. The Swedish missionaries had prayed for that area of Ethiopia for 16 years before they could get somebody to go. But when they came, there was a fervor and a change that went on in that area. This young man's, or the 76-year-old's mom was the witch doctor in the area. The symbol of power for Satan in the area was the python snake that lived around their house. He said when the evangelist came to that area, for some reason he went, and he heard the marvelous story of Jesus. Came back and told his mom, he said, you really ought to come and hear this story. It's really amazing. And she said, no. But he went back the next night came home and again told his mom, I really ought to go. This is really a fantastic story. She said, no. 
Finally, it was the last night and she finally agreed to the young man's request. And that night as she walked out, or that afternoon, as she walked out of the hut, the python snake attacked. There was a struggle that went on. It had wrapped itself around her and she was losing the battle and she just cried out in God's name, help. And the python snake fell dead at her feet. She went that night, became a person of faith. That whole village became a village of faith. And then we were seeing the results of it 70-some years later. It was packed. The command, go and make disciples of all nations, was happening in Ethiopia and South America and China and all over the world. Sometimes we in America get discouraged as we see our church struggling and the numbers going down that go to our churches. But that's not the church, totally. When you go to other countries like in Korea and Latin America and even in China, the churches are growing as people have taken that command seriously. And they have gone and they have shared, Jesus Christ is risen. Yes, he has risen indeed. They have lived it, been willing to give their life out of love for God and for the people. It's not a command that is saying, you have to do this just because it's a command. It's a command given out of love for people. Jesus wanted other people to know what it meant to know God, to have a relationship with God, to become part of a community of faith and to grow and to live in the joy of the resurrection life. Yes, there are times where it is hard and the persecution does happen. They say in the last 50 years or so, more people have died for witnessing to Christ than in all the time before. It is not easy in many places, but that isn't what scares people because the love of Christ compels and moves them to risk it all for their neighbors that they know and the ones they don't know. I would dare say as we live in this country, it's sometimes it's easy to think, oh, everybody knows who God is, but the reality is many of our children, many of our neighbors are agnostic or atheistic or spiritualist who have given up on the church and who have given up on Jesus. But let this be clear, Jesus has not given up on them and has not given up on us to be the bearers of good news. The last thing I would say is what Jesus said at the end. After giving him this great commission, it wasn't that they were going to be by themselves. He said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We have the confidence that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That risen Lord will never leave us alone. We may feel the darkness, we may feel the hurt, we may sometimes feel that we are abandoned, but Jesus is there because he promised it and Jesus keeps his promises. Rest in the knowledge Jesus is with you. 
Even as you face a world that doesn't understand him, he is there to guide and to help you and to love you into loving all people. Again, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Let's confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue with the prayers of the day. God of all nations, you send us out to share the good news of your redemption and grace with all the world. Make us examples of your all-embracing love through our actions towards peace and justice for all people without exception. Standing in awe of your unfathomable grace, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy God, the work of transforming hearts remains yours. You have called us to be messengers of your love.
teach us to speak and act so that others may come to know you. God of life, you hear our prayer. The whole creation is a testimony to your power and love. Make us to work for the preservation and protection of the natural environment as a proclamation of your good news, God of life, you hear our prayer. Let all elected leaders heed your call to rule with justice and compassion. Strengthen them to advocate for the oppressed, especially where such actions are unpopular or even dangerous. God of life, you hear our prayer. Remember those whose bodies, minds, or spirits are in need of healing. Pour your renewing spirit over them. And especially we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Troff, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lentz, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Scott Morgan, Matt Crayrup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Ron Wilson, Dave Christensen. And we remember the family of Arlene Johnson. God of life, you hear our prayer. Still the guns and weapons of war, silence the cries of those who suffer, bring justice, peace, and reconciliation to this planet. Protect those who protect us. God of life, you hear our prayer. We lift up all the saints who have gone before us, who have taught us how to speak boldly in your name. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promises of resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. So we take our morning offering and we share the offering prayer. You have called us in the service to you, and the world. Accept these gifts as a sign of our commitment to you and our neighbors far and near. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We'd like to continue with communion, so if you would get the wine or grape juice and the bread, and we'll share this again this Sunday. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks and gave it to all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. 
Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And again, we remember when we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to again hear the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. So now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. And now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. As you remember, he is with us always, even to the close of the age. Amen. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty, beautiful Blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinner, list to the loving call wonderful words of life. Also freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful wonderful words of life beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life sweetly echo the gospel call wonderful words of life offer pardon and peace to all wonderful words of life
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean weary 